There we go. <laughs> and we've been live for a minute 25. What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> it's uh, Jamie, Kylie, and Dean coming at you live from all across the world today. And I'm pretty stoked with uh, what we're going to talk about today. It's uh, positive and negative um, environments and how it affects us personally um, and in our business. Uh, I know this is a big one with me because um, I'm a big believer in like you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. I say this all the time. I'm like a broken record about it. And this is why I choose to come here every Monday with you guys. It's not because you <laughs> mentally abuse me and beat me up on air all the time. You do that backstage, but not on camera. So that's important. But it's literally the thing. It's it's why I come here and why I choose to hang out with you guys. It's a it's a big thing. So before we get into it, how are you guys doing? How was your weekend? How was everything? Go on, Carly. I mean, I'm still in lockdown, so I can't say that I'm doing anything wild, um, but productive. I mean, I'm working on business stuff for me and just using the weekends to plow along. So I'll leave Dean in you to entertain the crowds with your <laughs> fabulously wonderful lives. Mm -hmm. What yeah, do you guys think? What was the question? Sorry, what was the question? The weekend or the week? Yeah, sorry. No, just weekend week. How's it been since we spoke last Monday? It's been good. Yeah, I've managed to get some beach days in because I was a bit overwhelmed last week. I don't know if you guys noticed, but yeah, so I had a couple of days off. I sat on the beach, and that really chilled me out. Mm -hmm. And I actually got more stuff done, funny enough. So that's taught me a good lesson that actually. It's better to be pro productive than just busy. Busy mm. can be doesn't necessarily mean you're getting things done. So that was a good lesson for me. And yeah, uh, yeah it was a good weekend, busy. So yeah, tip top, really nice. good. Nice, nice. Well, you guys called me out on this backstage about how tired I'm looking. I feel I feel pretty tired. Like the weekend was a little tired. We're still still getting up at four o'clock in the morning on Sundays which is it is what it is but uh yeah you know some days you just get up and just just feel tired it's not like i wasn't i wasn't up late last night or anything like that so i'm glad i'm glad D dean said something because you know when you think you're tired and then you're like no i'm not really and then all of a sudden someone calls you out on it goes like man you look tired now i'm like great I must be tired. my use was cream crackered i didn't know <laughs> what i meant but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that's Cogni, right? Cogni yeah. rhyming. Yeah, yeah. Cogni okay. rhyming slang for knackered. Cream crackered mm -hmm. rhymes with knackered. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, other than that, though, it's it's Monday. It's wicked. Um, starting to um downsize a little bit. I just like uh, start selling some stuff because I'm getting to be a little minimalized. I checked out my van on the weekend, and I was so gutted. Cause like I have this old camper van that I love and I want to like fix it up. I went inside there and there was like, like mold showing up in certain spots. And I'm just like, no. So I got in there quickly and like cleaned it all up and made sure everything was good. And I just like, I really want to take care of it. Cause I don't want it to turn into a rust heap that's sitting in the back of the back 40 somewhere. So I'm doing that. And then, um, yeah, my house is going up on the market right away April 1st. So I'm like starting to sell. I just sold a dirt bike this morning that went like that and, you know, yeah. things like that. So a lot of life things going on, but it's so nice. I love moving and like cleaning and decluttering. I'm going to have like 
just boxes of things to like give away and like, you know, a couple dump runs for sure. But um, so it's good. It's like spring, spring cleaning, like springs in the air. Everyone's feeling like a little more happy with some like a little pep in their steps. So I'm feeling good, feeling good, tired, but good. Cream cracker, but tired. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. So I think, I think in all of our past work environments, we've experienced like the negativity that can come. I know um, with Kylie, you've spoken very openly about it. And um, Dean, you used used the phrase before that you were sold a postcard, which I mean, like that kind of resonates with me. And then for myself, for sure, it it was like, um, it's hard when people are doing things they want don't want to do. When you're in an environment and you're in a workplace where people are there because they feel like they have to be there and they don't want to be there, it's almost not their fault. They're just not the type of person they want to be. And I don't know if you've I've experienced this where I've gone to work before and I've worked with certain guys and then they're totally different when you get them out of the workplace. You go and they have a beer with them or something like that and you're like, "Holy shit, like this guy's actually cool. Like we relate about things. We talk about things, but then you get them into the workplace and they're just like the most awful person in the world. And like, it didn't really dawn on me, but it's like, Oh, that person just doesn't want to be there that much that affects their personality. And I know same with me too. I I noticed that I changed when I was in the work environment and somewhere I didn't want to be in around the people I didn't want to be. Um, I, I was that negative person which I don't know if you guys know that, but I can be a negative person sometimes. So um, that's like a little bit of what I've noticed. And I know that it's like when I ended up being somewhere I didn't want to be, but I was with people that were like-minded and we kind of connected. It didn't matter where we were as long as we were having a good time because we really connected and we were together. So I think that's a big thing is about the people that you surround yourself with. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on with this. Um what do you guys have to say? Kylie, what do you have to say about your work environment where you like kind of came from and how the the positivity or negativity affected you? I I mean, you you summed it up earlier. That negative environment, and I and I'm sad to say that probably most of the places that I've worked have been that for numerous reasons, whether it's because people are overworked because they're under you know the company's understaffed because of poor management and obviously that has massive knock-on effects and if you're going in to a job where day in day out the environment the morale is absolutely on the floor like everyone's demotivated no one really wants to be there and you know that if people didn't have to pay their mortgage they wouldn't be there it has a knock-on effect. You're miserable. You're sitting there for eight hours a day. That's the best part of your day. And and then you go home and you take that with you. It's very hard to leave that at the door. You have to have be of a certain personality and a certain mindset to say, right, I've worked in this miserable place for eight hours and then that doesn't come home with me. We're all human. Chances are that does come home. That is your conversation at home. X and X happened. And... Again, I've seen plenty of people where it's had a big impact on health. It's had a big impact on their relationships because it's all consuming. And I mean, that's one of the things that we've championed and that we've spoken about so passionately when we've talked about coaching, because 
all of a sudden you're surrounded by these people that are like-minded want to have similar conversations to you but they're they're happy and it's in it and everyone is like encouraging everyone and like cheering everyone on and that's sometimes hard to find in the workplace especially mm-hmm. as well if you add in potentially the layer of competitiveness so i've worked in predominantly law firms up until recent years and that is very much an environment where competitiveness is encouraged. So it's not the fact that you support your colleague. It's the fact that you're trying to do outdo your colleague. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole variety of reasons why the workplace can be negative. And, yeah, I mean, once you've morale's on the floor, it's really hard to pick people back up, motivate them. Totally. It is. Yeah. And, like, do you feel, Dean, do you think that there's like, do you think this is, it's not good to speak for people. Do you think there's like lots of people that get into these positions and they don't choose to be like, for your example, like kind of touch on the whole postcard thing. Like you chose to be there, but then you got into it and kind of saw that it wasn't what you wanted. And then you made your exit. But how long was it between you knowing that it wasn't the postcard anymore to you making your exit? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I would say, just touching on what Kylie was saying, you know, you you can't you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, right? That's the saying that goes around. Mm-hmm. But the same is true for work. You don't choose who you're going to work with, and you think you're spending, say, you're doing nine to five, you spend at least seven hours a day with these people, and you share all the, all you have in common is that you share the same bit of carpet. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be professional and get on and kind of click and work together and work as a team. But ultimately, you didn't choose these people, right? So you're kind of lumped in a place and kind of expected to get on with it. So that in itself brings, like Kylie touched upon, a, a raft of different challenges and the the politics of work life, the, the morale, the, the competitiveness, everything that's kind of just chucked into the mix, there's a lot going on. And as a manager, that's the hardest bit. You know, it's not managing the job, it's managing the staff, it's the people, it's getting everyone on board and dealing with everything, not only what goes on within the office or the work, but outside of that, right? And what Kylie said, you know, if you've got um, a family bereavement, you're gonna bring that with you and you're gonna take it home with you, of course. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a minefield. Going back to your question, how long did it take me? It didn't take me long, to be honest. Uh, it never normally does. Uh, it kind of, I was like, oh, okay, um, this isn't for me. Um, but I'm going to squeeze every last drop out of it. And um, at least I'm, I'm one step closer to finding what I do want to do. So mm-hmm. for me, there's positives in that. But um, yeah, I've I've been that guy that's kind of different at work, who's kind of miserable, sad, depressed. But with me, I always had a way out. My way out was traveling. My way out was the next adventure. Whereas a lot of the other guys, they didn't have that. And they would moan and whinge, but they wouldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would moan and whinge, but I would do it more internally. <laughs> And normally, like, I've never been sacked. I've never been um, in any real trouble at work, to be honest. They've always thought I was a hard worker. But inside, I was 
I was always moaning and whinging uh, about the job and how it was going. But yeah, it's you are a product of your environment, like it mm. or not. And it, it could range from people to the setting. But ultimately, if you want to change that, you know, you have to be realistic first and foremost, but you have to look at things that are you can change within your control. Right? If yeah. you're if you're financially you cannot move, it's very difficult to move. Right. So there's no point trying to change that aspect. But there are other things that you could change. Maybe you could make where you live more brighter, you know, maybe change the decor, little tiny things that you have control over. And that's where I think that the, the real um, interesting bits start because you're going to have to identify what's realistic and what's not and what's uh, attainable and what's not because there's no point trying to, you know, um, def- um, what's the word, uh, go against the laws of nature and, you know, lift up your house and walk along with it like a Flintstones car. It's impossible, but mm-hmm. I think that's quite interesting. So that's my um, two pence. Totally. I think uh, you said something that kind of made me think of something that there could be people watching us and they're going like, I can't, I can't choose where I work because it's hard enough for me just to get a job. And you three are sitting here telling us to go find something we want to do and that we love and that we aspire to. And like, I'm just trying to rub two pennies together. I got like three mouths to feed. I have all this stuff. And this actually comes close to home because like um, my girlfriend, she's like, she's in that position where she's working as hard as she can to like make things work and like feed her kids and stuff like that. And when we have these conversations, it's like I see her and it's a struggle just to live. But um the idea, once it gets planted in there and somebody sees that it's like, maybe there is a different way. It's like having those conversations and like being that person to sit and talk to this person and be like, you know, when, when she makes it, it, our stories are always the power, most powerful. So when she makes it and she's got her like business and she's done it, now she can go back and be like, I was right where you were five years ago or three years ago and like i can empathize with you and that's why my story i can empathize with the guys that are working up in fort mcmurray where i used to work and they don't want to be there because that's where i was and that's why these stories are so great and it's like i don't want it to be like you know that's why all three of us are here all three of us have different stories and we can relate to somebody else but the biggest thing i think is getting away of that negative environment and like you said dean it's like you don't get to choose those people you're around and if you're in a shitty job that nobody wants to be in what are some ways that people could like reframe or change that mindset in that environment kylie i've actually been doing some posts on this sort of thing this like last week because this is kind of bordering into my niche um and There's loads of little tips and tricks. I know from personal experience that actually, even though I've been in predominantly very negative environments, I've found some really great friends in my workplaces. And one of the things that's helped is having someone just to talk to. And I learned from a really early stage that I needed to take five as well. 
there are times when you know my bosses have been shouting at me or something's been going on or the next email has come in and it's like I don't know where I'm coming or going and instead of sitting there and just stressing and stressing and stressing because I suffer from IBS so that really sets me off is just to take 10 minutes and whether that's to go outside and call someone and have a bit of a rant or preferably to go outside and maybe meditate for like 10 minutes or think about something really happy and then there's other little tips and tricks with work try and find a challenge try and find a goal at work something that's for you and where you've got a little something something you can work towards and focus on and maybe try and block out some of the background noise mm-hmm. if there's any way to try and make your job a little bit more fun if there's any little silly things that you can introduce into the day and then even the practical things in terms of trying to over overcome like overwhelm in terms of like there's um different different ways of like i don't know organizing your day and making sure that you've got like your three priorities for the day and everything else can go self because you're one person with one pair of hands and you're doing your best so there's loads of little ways there's like hundreds of them out there and I'm sure Dean and you will go on to name more, but there's loads of little tips and tricks to try and get through the day because I've been in that position. I've been in positions where I've tried to find work and for one reason or another, especially around the credit crunch time, et cetera, it's hard to get another job. And you need to also be grateful for what you've got sometimes because you're like, okay, it's shit, but actually it's paying the mortgage and Mm. it could be worse because I could be out of my ear. So I've got to make the best of this situation. So I get that. I get that there's plenty of people in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dean, yeah, I knew there was lots of times that I, I'd go on jobs and like I was hired and the person would be like, you're here for your positive mental attitude. <laughs> I was like, because it's the thing is it's like it's contagious. And if that's the thing is if you find people and they're happy and they're laughing and it's like I know if, if there was a certain boss and a certain job, I would want to be on that job because that he made it his, it was his job to make sure the guys had a good time and they were taken care of. And that's what it was. It wasn't about micromanaging or anything like that. And that's something to be said about a leader is like learning that sort of thing. Have you had that, that experience? Yeah. I just wanted to say, actually, I think a lot has changed in the last uh, 40 years, if, if maybe a little bit less. Um, I, my dad used to work for the Bank of England and uh, he was in the pub more than he was at work yeah, yeah. snap right. and I think that what's happened is the standards have just gone up astronomically and now companies want to squeeze every last drop out of you every last drop and because I think at the moment it's an employer's market they can do that you know, when my mum and dad were younger in London, you could leave your job Friday and get a new one Monday. Mm. It was that easy. It was that easy. So I feel that, that that that's an interesting dynamic if you're going to compare them like that. Um, so actually, I think that the employers have a, have a huge duty of care as well. And I, I think that they have a responsibility. And they it's, it's partly their responsibility to get people motivated i know you have to be your your, the biggest motivator is yourself but also 
that is an element of it. It's a part of the, the jigsaw puzzle. But I get the impression that the idea of, you know, uh, the golden handshake, working all your years, being looked after, being like getting all that, you know, days in lieu for extra work. You get an extra day's uh, holiday for every year you work. That kind of thing has just gone out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care. They honestly do not care. And the companies that really do are the ones that get the best results because people want to be there. If, if you make an environment and a culture where you want to go to work, and you want to do your best, even if it's not quite, you know, your your thing. You want to go to work, and you want to actually be there because you actually enjoy it, and you get something out of it. I don't mm. think companies have that emphasis anymore. Companies want to make money. Bottom line, that's it. They don't care how they get there. I can't say for all, of course. I know there's a lot of great companies out there, especially the um, the startups. I think they've got a different way of approaching it. But mm-hmm. I think well being is just completely been replaced with just output like you're here to do a job we don't care if you're happy or not you're fortunate to even have a job you know that's that kind of mentality and i think it's it's completely ruined the working life and i think you're going to see a huge exodus of people leaving their nine to five jobs soon Mm. i I can see it i can see it i hope so i had Mm. that exact phrase sent to me said to me dean that you're lucky to even have a job that phrase was exactly sent to me and it it was it blew my mind because i was hired onto a job and lied to about the wage and so i was going to talk about the wage that i was promised and that's what was said to me you're lucky to even have a job and i was just like gotta get out of here but that's it's just how it is and it and it sucks but like you said with the new things like startups and like working on the online world and like the thing that i just thought of there is it's so much more important for me now if i was looking for a job in this day and age anywhere say it was like a grocery store and i had three grocery stores in my in my town i'd go to each one and i'd pick the one that had the greatest people rather than the highest pay one thousand percent I'm like the couple bucks different isn't going to make a difference. But if you're working with awesome people, then every single day you go to work is going to be a good day. And that like money, money can't, money can't buy that. You know what I mean? And you want to find a place with good looking people as well. I think that really helps. (laughs) That helps with morale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, does it now? Huh? I'm going to find another podcast after this one. I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those, those golden locks have gone to his head <laughs> mm-hmm. but- i think i think they're they're curled too tight and they're cutting off the circulation in his brain right now. but jamie i think we've all had that sentence i mean i've definitely been told you're replaceable i can get another you tomorrow so if you don't like it there's the door yeah and the, and i think you've both touched on it like the difference between good management and bad management mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Like if you've got good management, your employees are happy. They know mm-hmm. that they've got support. They know they've got someone to turn to. They know they can talk to you. And that encourages motivation. It encourages productivity because they want to put their all in. They know that they're going to be recognized for it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a thankless task. And I've never, ever understood why companies treat you just as a number 
and have this kind of attitude of you can be replaced tomorrow so it doesn't matter how we treat you what's going on you know what we pay you how overworked you are what crazy deadlines we've put on your desk and it's just like do you realize if your staff were motivated how much more they would show up and how much more you'd get out of them yeah mm -hmm. and it's a joke as well because the amount of time they take to train you the amount of time it takes for you to be incorporated into the the business side or the whatever job it is the time they pay for agency fees to put your job back on the market to actually get someone in it's it it, it doesn't make any it's not viable to just get rid of people it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I can understand for like big companies like Amazon, you know, there's like a, a turnstile. I understand that. It's the nature. But if you've got someone that works hard and they've got a proven track record, why would you wanna why would you wanna make their life as hard as possible so they're looking to leave? I mean, it's like that ultimatum. It it doesn't make sense to me. And you should be dangling the carrot for your staff because yeah. if you show that you're you're willing to go and beyond for them they'll do the same for you it's a two-way street it doesn't work without one or the other it just doesn't just doesn't work totally i've heard of some pretty amazing things that companies do i don't know if maybe you guys could share some things you've heard too where like for example if you on your lunch break go to the gym for half an hour or 45 minutes and then you come back and like show them that you went to the gym then they'll pay for that that half hour or 45 minutes that you took off work and that right there, if every single company did that and every single company was like going to the gym on work time and like being healthy, like a happy, healthy workplace, you're going to get the most productivity out of it. And like, you know, all the studies done on like exercise and how it influences everything in your life. I mean, when I heard that, I'm like, that is brilliant. That would be amazing. Have you guys heard any other things that companies are doing to try and like do that to inspire their their workplace? What would you do if you were a boss? What about that? Oh, well, that would definitely be on the table, as would mm. in terms of mental health. I'd want regular days where we had like wellness days, I don't know, whether that's talks, meditation, like nutrition. There'll be regular, like, good, healthy food available. Like, And some of the companies that I've worked for, in fairness, have done that. There's always, like, fruit boxes, you know, laying around, fruits, et cetera, to encourage, like, promote some healthy eating. Um, but, yeah, just silly things. Even, like, days where um, – I've got a couple of companies where we've had some odd wellness days and you've had people come in and you can go away from your desk for 10 minutes and go get a massage. Oh, wow. And just, you know, like 20 minutes away from your desk, complete and utter relaxation, go back. I don't know, you kind of feel a bit more energized, but also you kind of feel like, oh, they've done something nice for me today. Like it's, it's appreciated. It is a two-way street. And if you think about how many companies probably suffer in terms of revenue and finances because of their employees being off sick, now whether that's because of mental health or physical health that's then um affected by that it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't look after your staff like with these mm -hmm. sort of initiatives yeah totally awesome what are like so from all three of us like what's what are the things that you can do to make that to make that bit of a change like for example for me what i found when i was in a job that i just didn't like 
I started taking two 45 minute walks a day. And I was like, I, in my mind, I'm like, if I get fired, so be it. If they're going to fire me for taking my time to go for a walk, like, and that, that alone was so huge that like changed my mood, that changed my health, that changed everything. Like getting out of it, like when you're in a desk for 12 hours, moving for 45 minutes twice a day. I'm going to say that's one thing, hopefully. And even like if, if you're standing in one place, I think that's even worse. Like you may be on your feet, but like go out and get this consistent like movement of like half an hour, like back and forth. I think that's one of the simplest, best things a person can do for themselves is just go for a walk, smell the roses. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to do all di – I had different <laughs> – I had these different plans. So, yeah, if, if it was going to the the water machine, if it was signing up to the health and safety role, so I got out of work, I you know, I had all these different schemes. And uh, that's not the way to really go about it because all I was doing was just dodging it. Um mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I like the idea of walking. I like the idea of being able to to almost, like, disassociate yourself and disconnect. So, like, I would just end up in, like, a daydream for 10, 20 minutes and just get get out. I don't know. It depends what job you're doing. I guess if you're driving a vehicle or something, that's probably not the best idea. But, like, in the office, I don't know. I think maybe come up, like speak have like because you're gonna have team meetings and try to get people on the side to say look maybe like on the friday we finish early we all go and do something social and we i think team bonding i think that's that's the way forward for me mm -hmm. and just maybe even try to change the the um the dynamics of it and just say like why are we working five days a week? Like, why can't we work four days a week? Or why can't we do less hours and still get things done? You know, mm. maybe there's a, a way. And I think the, the workplace is going to change after COVID and a lot of people are going to be working from home. So I think there's going to be a big shift. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like, I think the idea of, um, yeah, just getting people on side. If you can get people on side and you can influence things, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way. Nice, nice. And Kylie, what do you think? Yeah, m my thought kind of follows up from Dean's actually, because one of the biggest things that I've found in the environments that I've been in is people don't feel like they've got an outlet, but you can't speak to management, that management aren't going to hear you, that all the things that you can see that are wrong, you've got no way of vocalising them. So I actually think team meetings, and I don't mean outside of work, I mean, I know Dean was, and I think that's brilliant, but I think there's a space for like if you knew that every two weeks you were going to have a team meeting and that it was a really cool environment there was bickies on the table everyone was going to have a cuppa it was pretty chilled and it was a safe space where management were going to hear all levels of employees out so that all the kinks could get ironed out and there were solutions and that you knew that you had that forum and you knew it was safe I think that would solve so many people's worries because most people don't feel like they can air the things that are getting to them and that even if they do they're probably not going to be listened to or told to shut up or told like we said there's the door and they think well I'm not going to cause myself even more grief and mm -hmm. there's no solutions to the problems here 
So yeah. I think that that communication between management and all levels of employees is key to a productive, happy place. Nice. Awesome. Beautiful. Mm. So I think there we have it. It's like if you can't choose where you're working right now, uh, well, number one, try and find a positive place to be in. Well, number one is try and find where you want to be and do it. Try and find that's the ultimate goal. Find your passion, find your pur purpose, become fulfilled. That's the best way to like happiness, I think. If that can't happen, then these ideas from Kylie and Dean is like start creating a community inside of that workplace that's positive and nurturing because it's just going to make the day so much better. And there's power in numbers. If a crew that you're working with starts thinking the same way, it's like, you know, it's bound to just be adopted by, by management and stuff like that. So just work together and uh, try and spread positive energy all over the place. But um, any last thoughts, guys? I mean, we could, there's, I mean, the last thought is reach out to any of us. Like if any of this has hit a nerve mm -hmm. and you're in a place where you genuinely don't know where to turn to, reach out, whether it's to all of us or one of us, we've got time, we've got ears, we mm. want to hear from you. Yeah. Dean? Yeah, I can't, can't say it better myself. Perfect. Absolutely. That's <laughs> That's, that's so true about this is like, if you've resonated with any of this, just have a chat, maybe, maybe where you are, there's no, literally nobody to talk to or nobody understands you talk, talk to somebody else, find somebody else to talk to. And that's it. That's the path. Cool. Okay, guys. Well, until next week, um, enjoy your week, have a good weekend and we will see you guys next Monday. See ya. See you later.